You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Thanks for tuning in to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. And in today's episode, we're going to be getting an update from Sean Wallace. He is the executive chairman of Torque Resources. Torque is pursuing a large-scale copper gold discovery in Chile. So welcome back on to the program, Sean. And one development since we last spoke uh, several weeks ago is that copper went from $4 to $4.30. What is your commentary on the copper price? And do you think it's sustainable up here at $4.30? Yeah, well, thanks, Bill. It's nice to to be back on with you. Uh, Yeah, certainly the copper market is showing, uh, you know, uh, continued strength and vigor in its its, uh, its price appreciation and uh, certainly you're hearing about it a lot in the news particularly with uh, this being climate day or week or whatever what, what have you uh, there's certainly a lot of news about energy and clean energy and the uses for copper and i think that's a really important factor this this movement global movement um in all countries uh, uh major industrialized countries is is underway and it's it's a good thing it's a necessary thing and uh puts us in an amazing position to be discovering copper deposits. Um, I feel that the price, when you say that is the price sustainable here, I no, I don't think it is. I think it's going much higher, frankly. Um, if you just look at the metrics of copper production versus copper demand, even if it stays static, we're going to be depleting mines and there's none to, to, to replace it in a substantive way. As the price goes up, Obviously, some copper mines that people know about that were previously uneconomic will come on stream. And so there'll be a bit of that. But I want to make everyone realize that it takes years and years and years to put a copper project, uh, uh, take it from, you know, uh, uh, a piece of ground to to a hole in the ground, if you will. And uh, so it's not like the supply issue can be rectified in quickly under any sort of iteration. So yeah, I'm extremely positive about the uh, the future for copper. I think it's going to be a long period of sustained, very strong copper prices. You know, it'll probably be happening in the face of some inflation going forward, but uh, I don't see that as being as imminent as some. In the last month, your share price is up about 30%. Do you think that coincides uh, with the move in copper or is that more just telling the story, making people aware of the discovery opportunity here? Yeah, I, I think it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, we, we're in the lucky position right now to uh, be doing the sort of the right things at the right time in terms of, you know, the, the, all the macros. Um, yeah, our share price, we've been uh, getting out and telling the story a little bit for the first time in, in several years. Uh, while we were in our sort of early acquisition sort of stage or the forming of the of the direction for the company, obviously we weren't out marketing and doing things like that. But now we're now that we've got a story to tell, we're certainly getting out and doing it, and and hopefully that's having some effect on the price. And you put out a press release about the exploration work you've been doing at your flagship Margarita prod project. You've identified a large scale geophysical anomaly. Walk us through this, and in layman's terms, if you could explain to us the significance. Our IP is a, a, a very good tool for looking for these big bulk tonnage uh, uh, deposits, sulfide deposits. Um, so essentially what it tells you uh, is whether there's sulfides down there. And I'll just leave it as simple as that. It shoots electricity in there, how fast it bounces back up, tells the scientists, and they have all sorts of ways of manipulating it uh, to, to, to actually make it more accurate. Um, 
And uh, we've got some of the best in the world working for us uh, on that particular discipline. Um, so for us, there was already a couple lines that had been done previously on this project, and it but it hadn't been done to the detailed level that we wanted to. So the first thing we did at Marguerite was go lay down a few more lines of IP. And lo and behold, it gave us the signature, sort of filled in the blanks, if you will, that we had to sort of extrapolate um, without having the data to do so. Uh, we sort of backed over the envelope, did amongst ourselves and said, well, if those lines come in the way we think, then we've got a real substantive target here. And yeah, no, we're really happy because now uh, we can begin in earnest planning a drilling campaign. In that drilling campaign, uh, our last conversation, you mentioned Q3. So that's still on track? Yeah, it, it, somewhere in that range. Um, again, we're dealing with the realities of still dealing with uh, running business during a pandemic. But I know I see no permitting uh, issues with it. I don't see any um, uh, anything that would hold it up. We'll certainly be able to drill this year for certain, be it uh, you know in the third quarter or early fourth. And in the meantime, you still have your geological team doing surface work, if I understand from one of your press releases? Yeah, indeed, yeah. So we we, we have uh, our teams focused on two things right now, moving forward, the Margarita project, and secondly, helping us to review additional acquisitions and, uh, and continuing to build our portfolio out. Is there anything you can say on the acquisition front or is it just, uh, you know, stay tuned, the message? Well, I think that'll be a news release for another day, Bill, but uh, we are continuing to move things down along the track. And I think people will be pleasantly surprised that they're not going to have to wait too, too much longer. Okay, so drilling in Q3 and anything else uh, that we should be expecting before the drills start turning? Um, well, before the drills start turning, I would certainly be, uh, uh, we probably generate some additional data from Margarita, uh, some of that surface work, or maybe correlate some of the, the geophysics to geochemistry. Um, but that'll just further strengthen our opinion. Our opinion's already strong enough that I would go drill tomorrow, frankly. Um, but uh, we, you know, we're gonna do our, do our homework and measure twice and cut once, as we always do. Um, uh, and I think we'll be generating news about acquisitions and, and all sorts of things. So, you know, drilling certainly is, is, the, is the main event. It'll happen here later in the year, but uh, we're not going to be sitting around waiting to get going on that. There's a lot of things to do between now and then. Excellent. The website is torqueresources.com. In Toronto, it trades under the ticker T-O-R-Q. And in the States, it's T-R-B as in boy, MF. Sean, really appreciate you coming on the show for this update. And we'll be speaking with you again once you make that acquisition. My pleasure, Bill. Take care. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks concomitant with that if you don't do the work or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too i just started to study up on mining stocks and i just became fascinated 
because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really you could do really really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met, you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.